0: Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 39 in the book of Acts. Today, we're going to hear about complaints in the church. So my title is complaints in the church, or maybe even if you want to get it, dial it up a little bit, failure in the church. So we're in the book of Acts, we're in chapter 6 now, this is verse 1 of chapter 6. We've already had difficulty in church. Remember the last one we talked about a few weeks ago, which was a leadership problem. This was on page 1 of the book of Acts. That is, Judas had augured in, and they needed to replace him, and they needed to figure out how to do it, and they rolled the, the, uh, the dice, so to speak, to get a twelfth, that was Matthias. And today we find a different kind of problem in the church, and that is complaints. Listen to this. This is uh, Acts chapter 6, verse 1. Now, in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists, that is Greek-speaking Hebrews, rose against the Hebrews, that is the Aramaic-speaking Hebrews. Because their widows, the Greek widows, were being neglected in the daily distribution. Verse 2, And the twelve summoned the full numbers of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching of the word to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. And then they chose seven Greek-speaking men to help with this. And one of them, of interest, here's the big forty-thousand-foot view. Was Stephen. And Stephen, the the cool thing about this is Stephen. If we follow this complaint, it leads to Stephen. If we follow Stephen, it leads to Saul with an S. If we follow Saul, it leads to Paul. And if it if we follow Paul, it leads to the entire rest. Of the New Testament, which is cool. So, this is just the seed of getting to Paul. All right. So, what we have here is a leadership problem. We have a complaint problem. Uh, in Jerusalem now, uh, there are some Greek-speaking Jews, and they're called the the Hellenists. And there's a complaint uh, against the the church, if you will, that the he, he that the Greek speaking widows are not getting their fair fair share and that is remember god has always had a heart for the widows and these people are especially unattached to the financial system because there is no welfare system the welfare system you're looking at it here it's in the it's in the church and these people are vulnerable because they've lost their husbands all right, so they have a complaint. So let's assume for a second that the complaint is false, which it's not, but let's just go with that for a second. So not all complaints are true, and sometimes the complaints reflect the sin of the complainer rather than the sin of the of the situation or the person that they're complaining about. That's not true in this case. Apparently, the the their complaint is actually true so they come up with a solution but before they do think about this if their complaint is true at worst it could be actually like a racist thing that the that the Jerusalem Jews are discriminating against the Greek Jews that could be that's at its worst uh probably there's at least some nationalism in there but there's at least maybe a language barrier or maybe a selfishness um so that the the Jerusalem native widows are uh, taken care of more than the Greek native widows, or like a disvaluing. And then maybe the most mild way to say that the problem here is just oversight, like, oops, we have an organizational problem or a structural problem, and we can fix this if we fix our governance. So that's what they uh, end up doing. All right, so we have a group of people here. The priority here, get this, this is beautiful. They're caring for the body. They're caring for the vulnerable in the body. They're caring for proselytes, uh, people that have come to Jerusalem. Um, And they're figuring out how to have everything in common. They're figuring out the finances of the church. They're figuring out the care ministry of the church. Uh, So they change the organization. They summon the 12, that is the apostles, which includes Matthias now, Uh, They summoned the disciples. They didn't summon probably 10,000 people. But what what we're seeing here is organizational pain. And we see a group of people who have a gift that is to the word and to preaching. And they say, hey, we basically need like an executive pastor or organizational change to help us administer and do money and do do service. So, the beauty of this is that the organizational structure is pointing towards care, pointing towards avoiding uh, complaint and avoiding sin. So what we find here is this failure of governance early in the church. I wanted to emphasize this serving tables. Now, the serving tables may, if you look up the Greek, it either means to handle finances, or wait on the people that are sitting at the table, basically it is to do ministry. The point is, in the Christian church, there's a lot to do, and one person can't do it all, and so you need to spread this out. So I wonder, has your church ever failed you? Answer, probably yes. Do you have a complaint against your church? Probably yes. Do you have a complaint against the organizational structure in your church? Perhaps yes. And then the second, the, the drill down question is, well, what are you doing to serve on a daily basis? So if your church is suffering organizational pain and organizational uh, complaint, likely the answer is going to involve you. Why? Because your giftedness, you have a gift that you are to bring into the into the church. So I think this whole story elevates the word, it elevates the the varied giftedness that the Lord has given to the church, it elevates the landed, if you will, Holy Spirit, the indwelling Holy Spirit, and that's being expressed in giftedness in different people. And this universality of service, everybody serves, it's an all-hands-on-deck thing. So the charge is, if you're not helping in your church, you should be every single person has a gift. It's an all-hands-on-deck. What are your hands doing? So let's look. Maybe open your eyes. Let's just start with that. Find someone who is hungry. That's the person here today. Find someone in your church who poops in their pants. Find someone in your church that's just had surgery. Find someone in your church from another culture. Find someone with a different financial situation or a financial need. Find someone who knows less about the Bible than you or find someone that has uh, perhaps is younger than you or somebody where there is a language barrier and let's serve them.